Decades ago, Reinhold Niebuhr wrote a wonderful poem that has helped millions and millions of people in recovery. You've probably heard of it. It's called the Serenity Prayer. Two-thirds of the prayer was lost, and now it's been found. This is the Spiritual Growth Podcast, where our mission is to help you deepen your walk with God and energize your recovery. Learn more at wegetrecovery.com. I'm your host, Harold Havenbogs. Well, let me share with you the serenity prayer that a lot of us are familiar with. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's the prayer we're familiar with. However, let me read to you the bottom two-thirds of the prayer that were, in essence, lost decades ago. So I'll start at the top, and then I'll keep going. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. That's the entire prayer. I really value the first part. I've said it thousands of times. I'm a person in recovery myself. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Let me explain how I take that first paragraph. The wisdom to know the difference is actually pretty simple. Everything outside me, I cannot change. I cannot change the weather. I can't change traffic. I can't change other people. Everything inside me, I can and I should change. My attitude about the weather, my attitude about traffic, and my attitude toward other people. So that's the difference. The things I can't change outside myself, I accept. Because God gives me the serenity to do that. It takes some practice. The things inside me, my response to the weather, my response to traffic, my attitude about other people, these things, it takes a lot of practice to adjust and respond the way God would have us respond. We really get into the meat of the prayer with the bottom two-thirds. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. That's all about living in the now, 
not future tripping, not regretting the past, but living in the now. The next line, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Jesus did not promise us an easy life. What he promised is that he would be with us every step of the way. And in my life, there have been bumps in the road, and he has been with me every step of the way. The next line, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. The wonderful thing about recovery is that we develop a closer walk with God. And part of that is accepting the fact that I'm not God. I'm not God. There is a higher power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. That's step two. And step three, I surrender. I turn my entire will and my life over to God. That surrender is a very important part of recovery. It's an important part of life as a Christian, walking with God. We can't really walk with God if we're not surrendered to his sovereignty. The next line in the prayer, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. So that brings it together with trusting and surrendering to his will, not my human will. There are really only two religions in the entire world. The religion of self-sufficiency and human effort and the religion of salvation through faith in Christ alone. So the first religion is a false religion. We're not self-sufficient. We're dependent on God all the time, but often we ignore that. The true religion is believing in Jesus, trusting Jesus for our salvation and for eternal life. The next line in the prayer, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next, the next life. Many TV preachers will have us believing that we can have our best life now, but compared to heaven, this life is sorely lacking. So that's the entire prayer. Let me talk a little bit more about recovery itself. My recovery has three big parts. First, total abstinence. It's very important to give up the unhealthy behavior. And it really doesn't matter which unhealthy behavior we're using to escape and self-medicate. It could be alcohol or drugs. It could be gambling or even sexual impurity, but we need to quit that. That's part one. Part two of my recovery is staying stopped. It's staying stopped. And that is 20 times as hard as stopping because of the selfishness and the pride that undergird the addiction. 
those two things really undergird the addiction. The best way I've ever found to get rid of selfishness and pride is working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. The steps were borrowed from the Bible in 1935, 36, and 37 by Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob Smith, who are the founders of AA. So we work those steps and we get a closer walk with God. We, our selfishness turns into empathy. We get our empathy back and our pride is leveled and we get humility. And that is the first part of recovery. Part three, which is 80% of recovery, is working step 12. Step 12 asks us to reach back and help a new guy with his steps. And that's when our steps are cemented into place. And the recovery principles are really ours. We have a motto in recovery, we only get to keep what we give away. Part three, helping people with their steps, is 80% of the program. So that wraps it up for the serenity prayer. Let me share the entire thing one more time, and that will help you memorize it, I hope. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. So you've been listening to the Spiritual Growth Podcast with licensed marriage and family therapist Harold Haven Boggs. For resources and for support for your marriage, for trauma healing, for addiction and recovery, please visit wegetrecovery.com. God bless you.